Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Along the edge of the African continent lies an isolated coast where millions of diamonds have been hurled by a volcano into the sea. For centuries, they've been scattered by the waves. Entry to the area is forbidden. 200 miles of coast are guarded by dogs and electric fences. A constant battle is fought against the fierce Atlantic Ocean to harvest the seabed. Giant earth movers shift the beach sand, searching for diamonds. The diamonds that are recovered are excellent. Mervis imports them to DC and for three generations has offered them to you. When you're thinking world-class diamonds, visit Mervis Diamond Importers. You'll be impressed at the amazing beauty of our incredible collection. Mervis Diamond Importers. Mervis means more diamonds, much better quality, and the most value. Mervis is the ringleader for the latest engagement rings and wedding bands. Easy financing is available. For an appointment, go to MervisDiamond.com or call 800-HER-LOVE. That's MervisDiamond.com or 800-HER-LOVE. But if you were in that suit, fighting for, like, our people... Because you can walk in that room, you can talk that talk, and you can, can you can you know make them ease up a little bit. Okay, she got something to say. She's sharp. She got that JD. Like, you know, then that's your role. If you would sell it that, we need people like that. If you're that person who's out here in these streets knocking doors, then you do that. If you're that person who can throw together that mutual aid. You know, that person who uh, needs help, like, getting to the hospital. Like, because sometimes, you know, it's not even just the act of voting, get turning out your community to vote, donating to candidates. It's also about, you know, helping others in your, in your space, in your community. Democracy is very much not a spectator sport. 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 Welcome to Wow Black, a seriously opinionated podcast, bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all-black everything. All right, welcome back, family. Wild Black, we added again another dope episode. Um, I'm super excited that we get an opportunity to talk about one of the most important aspects of progression in the black community. And we, uh, as always, we have another expert in the building to talk about extremely important content and organization that she runs that is designed to do some very special and powerful things in the community and also in the political space. Um, Without further ado, let me welcome Atima Omara to Wow Black. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know what? So we we generally like to kick it off when we talk a little bit about um, organizations and, and your part of an organization that is important. How about you tell us a little bit about you 
a little bit of your background and, and what you do and about this organization that you started. Yeah. So who would that be? Uh, you know, I'm one of those folks who grew up, uh, both my parents are black immigrants. And, you know, you grow up in sort of, I think, this space thinking, all right, the good thing to do is, you know, your parents want you to like go to college, become a doctor, become a lawyer, like <laughs> just get, go <laughs> yep. work for the federal government, have something real stable. <laughs> get a good job, get girl. Get a good job with benefits, all the things. And um, mm-hmm. did, 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 didn't, love the, didn't love the chemistry in college. I actually thought I was going to do law. And then, um, and actually had done, you know, some journalism, interned um, at, a, at a newspaper over the summer, got, got an internship. And then when I was doing that, I was really loving some of the student government work that I was doing. And I liked sort of the work that we collaboratively did together. I went to a university that really focused on actually empowering student leaders. We didn't have student advisors with our clubs. And so that really gave me an opportunity to sort of see like the things that I could influence. Um in our um, in our university, and I thought, yeah, maybe I can like experience policy. And really, how this work ended up happening was that it's always sort of the thing that comes in my mind as to really what made me want to get involved in politics was Bush was president at the time, and <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I remember they had passed uh, an abortion ban at that point. Uh, was like at a certain amount of weeks, I think it was 20 weeks, and there was no exception for the health of, for the health of the mother at all. And I mm-hmm. mean, this is reminiscent of what happened last summer now with Roe finally being overturned. Yes. So we've, 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 we've seen them try to chip away at this for years. And I saw this happen as a you know, black woman, and I'm like, um... And the photo had all these white men in the picture, just... You know, mm-hmm. smiling and grinning as signed of this bill, and I was like, "Okay, I got to get involved." Because really, the whole if you are not at in, at the table, you're on the menu, or you're likely to be on the menu. Yeah. Really, just stuck with me. And then I thought, you know what? I have a lot of experience. I haven't been a campaign staffer, haven't been a nonprofit executive, having been, you know, a candidate for for office. All, all of these things: candidate for office, campaign staff, nonprofit executive. Let me just take all that experience. And put that into an actual consulting firm and stop like on and off freelancing, you know, and really just create a business that really focuses on um, working with progressive candidates and organizations called the Mars Strategy Group um, after, you know, my name. <laughs> and um, but it focuses on really ensuring that we have a reflective democracy. See, that's, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that you kind of started in service. Like, you started in service and kind of it evolved into leading service, like yeah. in, in attempting to help people into the positions of serving. Mm-hmm. And, man, that, that's, that's a journey. And, I mean, if you think about it, like, from college into this professional career, you kind of were thrust into it. And, uh, and I, I think that's a, really, that's a really telling story about you know, a passion of, of creating a consultancy that actually is rooted in, in a purpose that is de- demonstrably um, bigger than, than you and what you, what you initially kind of, as you, as you started out. So that, I think that's, that's freaking awesome. You know what? Um, I'm going to move us into another section because the, the cool part is that you have a lot of experience and I think you're going to drop some amazing gems on, on our audience. And, before we get into the to, to the meat, 
I got to get you with some of our wild black shit. Okay. And this is basically <laughs> three questions that um, kind of get you warmed up. You're already warmed up, so this is just going to warm you up even more. Okay. Um, three questions get you warmed up. The first two questions are completely open. And then our third question is our signature question. Okay. And so we're going to jump right in. First question. Now, this is this is rapid fire. Okay? okay. So I want you to, when you hear the name, I want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. You ready? Yeah, all right. <laughs> She's like, uh-oh, uh-oh, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. minute. All right, all right, here we go. First word or first person. Mm-hmm. We're going to do people. Okay. Um, Stacey Abrams. Goddess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Queen. Love it, love queen, it. Queen, goddess. Like, queen. You know, who I want to okay. be when I grow up, yes. <laughs> okay, yes. okay. Got you. Al Sharpton. You know, badass. Like, I really do, like... <laughs> I do. Like, he has had an interesting trajectory. And I've actually, it's funny thing, I'm going to be on a show on Sunday. So, like, I, you know, I mm-hmm. always have love for the Rev. But, like, when I was breaking into doing some television, he was one of the first to, like, oh, let me have her on my show. And I do think that he is somebody who is very intentional in a lot of ways and making sure the next generation of activists and leaders have, you know, places at the table and are elevated through his organization and his work. Um, mm-hmm. and that's, I think to me, the, you know, the definitely a hallmark of somebody who's a, like, just kind of a, 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 a badass an el- an elder badass, right? Like you are really trying mm-hmm. to like pay it forward and lift up the next generation. So I've, I've just had nothing but good experiences with him in that way. So. I like that. Badass. Yeah. yeah. All right. Jesse Jackson. Jesse Jackson. Um, trailblazer. Trailblazer. Mm-hmm. And the reason I, I say yeah. that about him, especially because I've been doing a lot of reading about the time uh, that he ran for president. And Chisholm and Black, other people who run for president before, I, I think Shirley Chisholm is a trailblazer. And I think he picked up that baton and he really tried to show the Democratic Party uh, the power of the Black vote. Like his run for president in 1984 really got he kind of ran it as a movement campaign right to get a lot of black people registered to vote who were not engaged in politics who were not at that point being really substantively engaged by the democratic party even though black people at that point had been voting loyally he really increased our engagement at that point that has to this day because of his campaign when something happens to your kitchen you might say this is ludicrous but that won't fix your home that will only get you the rapper Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. He definitely changed it so that Black people are a deciding factor in the presidential primary. Like, every single president who has, um, who's won the Democratic primary and who's won, gone on to win the, you know, the general election, won because of the Black vote. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Barack Obama. Barack Obama. Well, definitely a trailblazer, too. Like, I mean... <laughs> Because he won, right? Because mm-hmm. like, he did it, right. He did it. He 
he's the first, right? And he showed like... For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Along the edge of the African continent lies an isolated coast where millions of diamonds have been hurled by a volcano into the sea. For centuries, they've been scattered by the waves. Entry to the area is forbidden. 200 miles of coast are guarded by dogs and electric fences. A constant battle is fought against the fierce Atlantic Ocean to harvest the seabed. Giant earth movers shift the beach sand, searching for diamonds. The diamonds that are recovered are excellent. Mervis imports them to DC, and for three generations has offered them to you. When you're thinking world-class diamonds, visit Mervis Diamond Importers. You'll be impressed at the amazing beauty of our incredible collection. Mervis Diamond Importers. Mervis means more diamonds, much better quality, and the most value. Mervis is the ringleader for the latest engagement rings and wedding bands. Easy financing is available. For an appointment, go to MervisDiamond.com or call 800-HER-LOVE. That's MervisDiamond.com or 800-HER-LOVE. Put a little spring in your step with great savings rates from Andrews Federal Credit Union. From now through March 31st, you'll earn 3.75% APY on your savings when you open our three-month Spring Forward Share Certificate. Start with as little as $1,000 and watch it grow. Open your new share certificate at Andrews Federal and spring forward towards your savings goals. Get started now at andrewsfcu.org. Andrews Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. APY equals annual percentage yield. For eligibility and membership requirements, visit andrewsfcu.org. You know, like black brilliance, like truly, like, there, there are lots of opinions about Barack Obama. Like, you could disagree with some of the things he did. You could love everything that he did. But what he showed and what both he and Michelle showed was that people talk about Black excellence, people talk about Black brilliance. They definitely personified it. Yeah. All right, here go to Ringer, Donald Trump. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> one word, one word. One word. <laughs> oh my dun, god. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my god. Uh, nothing printable. <laughs> really nothing printable. Only like the clip. Mm-hmm. My mom here, she'd be like, Did you post on this home? Did you? <laughs> and you absolutely have the green light to do that. I know. I do have the green light to do that. Mm hmm. So that's that's the first question. You 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 killed it. You killed it on the first question. Okay. So we'll check that one off. You did fantastic. Okay. All right. So now I gotta now we're gonna go into music a little bit. Okay. So if you could make a new RB album, what five artists, and you get you get to pick your own five, would you have on it? And what would you title that album? Man. Okay. Even though she's not trying to make another album, Rihanna. Okay. Super Bowl, <laughs> Rihanna. Got you. Okay. <laughs> um, man, what else would I have? I mean, basically, I'd have, like, Rihanna. I would have Beyonce. Mm-hmm. What else would I have? That's, like, right at the top of my man. Ah, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. You know what, Cardi... Oh, Cardi. okay, Cardi. All right, all you know right. She would drop like a sick rap. <laughs> 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 um, you you probably have her open it up. Yeah, right. You know, I just say it. Like I have Megan Thee Stallion because you know, like mm-hmm. yeah. And then, gosh, I got like four. Be my four, yep. I got like who would be my fifth? 
Now you got you got all women too. Like you got a full, you know, women R and B album going. I do. You do a rapper in there too. Like I was a couple rappers. I was, I was, you know, I love me like the remake of Ladies Night with mm-hmm. like Missy Elliott and all. I was just like little throwback. I like that. Throwback, you know, like I, I was one of those. Now you can go old school, old school. Like you could, you could. I could. I could go old school, old school. You know, Dion mm-hmm. Warwick, though. <laughs> oh, you went. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I, I got you. You, you. You know who's in my mind though? I keep thinking of Whitney, and I'm like, Damn. because she's not alive. And like that. that I mean, Whitney. Whitney is on your bonus track. Yeah, she's on my bonus track. Yeah. It's your bonus track. So look, so you you got the gold star on that one. We're gonna get you that one. Now, okay. our third question. This is this is our signature question. Okay. Every single guest on Wild Black gets this question. Okay. What do you love most about life while black? Life while black. Oh, shared community. Like the community aspect. And this is the funniest thing. I remember this, and this was like a black Twitter moment. But it was, so you've been mm-hmm. on that whole PJ Holmes, AG, Good Morning America nonsense. Oh, yes. <laughs> ain't it crazy? And crazy. Ain't it, it's, it's insane, ain't it? I think there was some other woman who was like, well, you know, I messed with him. And I was like, he messed with every, it was like the office peen, as they would say. <laughs> the community <laughs> peen. And so somebody said, <laughs> In a photo of him, they were like, oh, wait, he got them gray-green eyes. And then somebody mm-hmm. else said, oh, that's trouble. One of them light-skinned dudes with them gray-green eyes. And then somebody else <laughs> said, you know, like Michael Ely. And like, why <laughs> did I... And a whole bunch of other black women were like, yes, Michael Ely. And they started naming other, like... like <laughs> and I was like, when them was like, you know, that's the man who gets you in trouble. The light-skinned dude with them eyes. And Great then they're charming, and they got the hair. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. It's the whole thing. And it was just like this, why... And somebody said, why are we like this? I was like, I don't know, but it's like a whole shared, like, community just joke. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm like, I feel bad for Michael Ealy because he's actually a great actor, but, like, it's just like, <laughs> he is, like, representative of, like, no, no, mm-mm-mm-mm. Like the man who makes you, I heard this on Best Man. I think it was a great phrase. It was like the man who makes you dick dumb. That was basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That's that. Look, that's that shared community right there. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that about like you know, mm-hmm. or somebody like you're wearing an outfit, and somebody's like, you if it's blue. Okay, blue. Okay, I see. Like you know, and like everybody mm-hmm. else is looking at the white people are, like confused. Like, <laughs> And well, you know like, what? It, it it's funny, like you as you mentioned that. Um, I don't know if any other community, if I could use that term, or any yeah. other people have that like we do. Like yeah. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen it like that. Yeah, it's like which is kind of unique and beautiful. Yeah, it's got it's just like unique and beautiful. It's just like it's not even just like a shared like. Because like our language, like there's so many languages between us. Like you got patois and like Creole and you got whatever, but there's just like, mm-hmm. weird things we do that are just like regardless of the diaspora. <laughs> like yep. wherever like, we yeah, grow that's up, us. 
that's that's us. Well, you know what? Let me let's let's move into um our next section because you killed the wild black oh. shit. Love it. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> so our dope quote is normally like it's it it kind of roots us in what we're gonna talk about on the on the episode today. And okay. it's generally from someone black, sometimes it's not. Um, but today it's a quote from W. E. B. Du Bois. And I wanna want to read it and wanna get your thoughts on this quote. Okay. The quote goes, rule following, legal precedence, and political consistency are not more important than right, justice, and plain common sense. That's a word. That's a, that's a, that's a mm-hmm. testimony. Um, I think about it because the, that's the way that it's always been done. has been the yep. reason that we have not done the things that we should do. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or not been able to, right? Yes. Right, not been able to. And I mean, I mean that very much in the political sense. Uh, like, you know, being politically bold and, and brave, you know, is the way it's always been done. Like, I think about the first time I really ever heard that phrase, I was watching, gosh, it was Elijah Wood. He plays for most people who, like, because he doesn't act as much as he used to, but he was like, um, Frodo and Lord of the Rings. And he, mm-hmm. and when he was a child actor, he played Huckleberry Finn. He got the right hair for it. So uh, he was on a raft with Jim, because in the story of Huckleberry Finn, he ends up like potentially traveling along with this enslaved black man named Jim. And they used the movie to really have that conversation about, you know, why Jim was leaving. I can't remember if it was really in the book that much, but you know, he says I can't, I can't stay, I can't, I can't stay where I am. He's like, but Jim, that's like home, like whatever. Jim's like, not my home, and I'm not free and all that. And he's like, you know, that's that's like it's the way it's always been. And he says, sometimes just because it's the way it's always been, don't make it right. I mean, we can't always do something different. And that's sort of like a theme, and that's what, you know, in this movie, of version of Huckleberry Finn that he takes away. And I remember thinking always about that. And just the way it's always been doesn't mean it's right, you know, just because, well, you know, we've always had Black people enslaved. Don't make it right. Yeah. Like, if mm-hmm. the founders, ones who wrote the Declaration of Independence and sent that off to King George III in 1776. That was one of their disagreements. Some of them were like, listen, we can't sit here with integrity and talk about free when we're really asking for just some of us to be free. And, you know, the Southern delegation respectfully disagreed. They're like, we not signing on then. You know, gonna go along with it, you know? We've been been making money off of this. Like, we've been making money off this enslavement operation. I've changed it. Mm-hmm. Imagine if they had thought differently and said, you know what, we're going to do this right. We're going to do this democracy thing right. You know, mm-hmm. um, and had ended it in 1776. Maybe wouldn't have had a civil war without a very different, without a very different country. Right? Like, right. oh, well, we, you know, we don't, we don't um, allow women to vote. 
At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Along the edge of the African continent lies an isolated coast where millions of diamonds have been hurled by a volcano into the sea. For centuries, they've been scattered by the waves. Entry to the area is forbidden. 200 miles of coast are guarded by dogs and electric fences. A constant battle is fought against the fierce Atlantic Ocean to harvest the seabed. Giant earth movers shift the beach sand, searching for diamonds. The diamonds that are recovered are excellent. Mervis imports them to DC, and for three generations has offered them to you. When you're thinking world-class diamonds, visit Mervis Diamond Importers. You'll be impressed at the amazing beauty of our incredible collection. Mervis Diamond Importers. Mervis means more diamonds, much better quality, and the most value. Mervis is the ringleader for the latest engagement rings and wedding bands. Easy financing is available. For an appointment, go to MervisDiamond.com or call 800-HER-LOVE. That's MervisDiamond.com or 800-HER-LOVE. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just always, it's always the phrase that, you know, just because it's always been done, why can't we change? Like, it stops progress to me, and that's what his, his quote you think of, you know? Yeah, yeah. I like how you you correlated it to a story. I think that's a a good segue into talking about like what's right and why why we need to have a a, a bigger position in political spaces as African Americans. What do you what do you and your organization helps create create those opportunities, I believe, and, and more of them for us. Mm-hmm. Um, in the right in the right lanes of how do you do this the proper way, like from mm-hmm. a consulting standpoint. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about like about that? Yeah. Like, I mean, I one of the things I noticed when I got my experience is running for office and then working as campaign staff is seeing some of really amazing Black folks specifically, like, run for office. Because the one thing, you know, I... has been true in our country, and I, I believe this has been said. I mean, Nicole Hannah-Jones says it. <laughs> you know, and she's just like, 
one of the things she was saying in her 1619 project is that you know black folks helped America be the true democracy. They were told they were less than American, that they could never be American. They were having that real citizenship for a very long time. And they were the ones who their work helped America be more, live up to its, closer to its democratic ideals. And that helped everyone, right? And knowing that, it's like you see a lot of folks who are deeply engaged in community, like on boards, head of the NAACP, the local urban league, or, you know, working mutual aid projects, started a Black Lives Matter network in their town, um, you know, do, involved in their church, however they serve in community. And then when it comes time to run for office, oftentimes, you know, especially if it's in a space, a place that's not well, it's like, it's interesting dynamics too, but I think especially when they're in places where it's not, predominantly black and that's most parts of the country right like mm-hmm. right <laughs> it's most parts of the country and they're oh it's not your turn they're discouraged uh you know it's it's follow follow black women until it isn't you know i've seen a number of black women who you know step as run for office and then like oh well i owe this favor to this white guy running for office for this white woman running for office oh. and it's like oh okay but follow black women on your website. Like I literally had a kid and I knew she said, I really wanted to say, I was like, I wish you did. <laughs> like follow black woman was on this woman, white woman's website who said, you know, I, yeah, but I have to go support the other dude because and she's like, well, thinking to herself, maybe you should take that follow black woman off your website. So I say this to say like, you know, even with the most committed to community and in service, right they don't get the the support. Gatekeepers, people who, you know, would want to have somebody else, um, they don't get the donation. So then it stops, you know, a viable campaign from being formed. And so, you know, I would come across when I first thought about this is all these great black candidates wanting to run, but they didn't have money. I'm like, I can't pay, I can't take money you don't have. Like, you know, so <sighs> People will take advantage of them. Some people will take the money that they had raised. So by the time I talked to them, they didn't have money to help me fix things, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm thinking, okay, let me. So I started training more. I started doing more training. That's a big part of my business because I wanted to like teach people the building blocks of what it takes to build really good campaigns. How do you center it in community? Um, you know, because then also sometimes these black candidates when they finally get going, everybody gets the trust of like you know folks who've been doing a long time and they don't look like us, then they're being told to do things that aren't really authentic to who they are, right? To say Mm. things that aren't authentic to what their experience is. And so how do you guide, how do you guide and help folks to be authentic in who they are in running for office um, and running campaigns rooted in community while still being competitive and still, you know, um, you know, winning these races. So that's what I try to do with a lot of the training that I do. And then I try to work with organizations that really want to turn out our communities in an authentic way. Like, you know what? Workers' rights stuff, criminal justice reform, um, you know, uh, reproductive rights and, and justice, you know, like just, you know, it's a the lack of access to contraception. Abortion acts heavily affects the black community. Um, black women are more disproportionately yeah. affected. You know, we saw all these angry white liberal women 
you know, when Roe was overturned and it's an issue that's important to a lot of folks in this country, but it, you know, it disproportionately affects black women and people who, you know, when you get pregnant because, you know, when they cannot have access to just basic abortion gear, they're the ones, the maternal, the maternal health, you know, death statistics rise for black people. They mm. cannot get the care that they need. So I, I focus on working with organizations who want to be, who want to reach out to these communities and spend their money, like motivating them and need someone who can really, really get in there and, and, and implement um, the strategy. Most of those communities are, those, those organizations are, are multiracial led or, you know, black led. Um, some are white led organizations, but they realize their mission is really critical, the black and brown community, but are humble enough to say like, you know what, like, I shouldn't be the one trying to talk to them. <laughs> you know, I, I, I should have, mm-hmm. we should have black and brown consultants, you know, staff working this project. And let me find those folks. And so, you know, and that's how I sometimes end up at those tables. So, yeah, hopefully that answers wow. some of your question. But, yeah. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, if yeah. if I know a lot of our listeners and I know a lot of, a lot of individuals um, have a desire to serve, right? However, like, mm-hmm. it, it seems like such a daunting task to even, you know, put your name as a Black man or Black woman in the hat to run for any type of political position or office, right? Yeah. If, if someone were to come to you, right, mm-hmm. and they says, hey, I really have this desire or this passion to run for X. Mm-hmm. What would your first kind of steps, what would your organization's first steps be to help that person in that process? Is it, is it like, like, how does it work or how does it, how does it happen? Yeah, it is. First of all, I want to get a sense of why that person's running, right? Because, you know, I've worked long enough in this process that some people are, are running because, you know, nobody else is running, <laughs> but they don't really want to <laughs> run. I'm like, do you really want to do this? Do you really want to do this? Okay, why you want to run? Okay, what's your story? I want to hear that story because, you know, your story has to be tied to something that's, that's you want to change in the community. It could be, you've seen how, you know, Black and brown students will get what they need in schools. So then you're running for school board. You can see that, you know, you're living in an area where uh, all of these companies dump toxic chemicals and they've caused cancer and you're running as an environmental advocate. You have, I worked for a candidate whose family was uh, affected by mass incarceration and, you know, criminal justice reform was a big part of her platform, like having had you know, a father who had been in prison, having had a, a sibling who died in, in custody, um, prison custody. And that was a big part of her story and, and you know, dealing with inequities um, and trying to find justice. So I always, one, I want to hear the story because like, I want to, you know, I want to work with people who are, are like really in it for the right reasons because when those hours are long, when you are talking to a voter, mm-hmm. Who is a little cranky, you know, you away from your family, <laughs> you're not doing like so taking a vacation, you know, what you're in it for needs to be 
that's the first thing I want to uh, know and hear. And then after that, I, I want to like learn a little bit about how you try to work about changing it. Because for me, like if you've worked on, whether it's you had mutual aid organizations, you participated in marches and rallies and people in the community know you, you are the person who's um, coordinated like a, like food aid or, uh, you know, the person who drops off toys at Christmas for folks. You've been the, the teacher. Jahana Hayes, the black, first black congresswoman out of Connecticut. Like she didn't have money because she'd been a teacher all her life. Like mm-hmm. against the woman she was running against. But people came out for her because she had been a tutor. She had been a teacher to a couple generations of folks already. Parents could speak for her. Parents who'd been taught by her, right? Like it, they were just yeah. she was teacher of the year. She was an educator. For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Along the edge of the African continent lies an isolated coast where millions of diamonds have been hurled by a volcano into the sea. For centuries, they've been scattered by the waves. Entry to the area is forbidden. 200 miles of coast are guarded by dogs and electric fences. A constant battle is fought against the fierce Atlantic Ocean to harvest the seabed. Giant earth movers shift the beach sand, searching for diamonds. The diamonds that are recovered are excellent. Mervis imports them to D.C. and for three generations has offered them to you. When you're thinking world-class diamonds, visit Mervis Diamond Importers. You'll be impressed at the amazing beauty of our incredible collection. Mervis Diamond Importers. Mervis means more diamonds, much better quality, and the most value. Mervis is the ringleader for the latest engagement rings and wedding bands. Easy financing is available. For an appointment, go to MervisDiamond.com or call 800-HER-LOVE. That's MervisDiamond.com or 800-HER-LOVE. Put a little spring in your step with great savings rates from Andrews Federal Credit Union. From now through March 31st, you'll earn 3.75% APY on your savings when you open our three-month Spring Forward Share Certificate. Start with as little as $1,000 and watch it grow. Open your new share certificate at Andrews Federal and spring forward toward your savings goals. Get started now at andrewsfcu.org. Andrews Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. APY equals annual percentage yield. For eligibility and membership requirements, visit andrewsfcu.org. People knew her would come out for her. And so it's 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 knowing who those people um it's knowing their motivation and it's knowing who's gonna back you because those people are gonna be the people who will knock doors for you. Those people will uh make give money to you. AOC, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez in New York, everybody a lot probably are a lot of our listeners know, her first donor she said was somebody a dishwasher who signed up to give her a dollar per month. That's all he could afford. But he believed in her so much. Because that's the, the thing that I'll say, because a lot of Black folks will be like, you know what? I don't come from a community that has a lot of capital. And they can't give money to my campaign. So then I'll say like, all right, let's work on a little bit on your fundraising. Let's get a little campaign operation together because you might need a campaign manager. You need a of you know, volunteer person, you can't do it all yourself. Um, and I'll say, I don't have the money. And I'll say, we got to figure out ways to how you can find that money. And mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's not your family don't got it. But you know, I always think of of folks who like that dishwasher who gave that one dollar per month because he believed in Alexandria so much. 
And as a community, as a whole, Black people, we have a large spending power. It's just how yeah, we prioritize we that money. Maybe we can't give you this money, but we can give you, we can like the, maybe the money that we tie that church, a little bit of what we take away, we give to that candidate that we know is going to like make our streets safer, right? Like make sure that, you know, we are actually addressing police tally. Maybe it's, we can't donate, but we can take, I remember there was a candidate that was running for state Senate right now. He said, there's a, she works all the time. It's a, I think she works uh, in a healthcare facility. She's working around the clock. She's like, mom, a couple of days off a month, I'll come in and volunteer. So maybe you ain't yeah. got, maybe you don't really have the money. You don't, you, everything is, everything is spoken for. <laughs> you can't even tie to the church. What can you give in volunteer time? Right. And I say that because a candidate like Johanna Hayes, she's like, I never caught up to the white woman I knew who had, you know, bank, you know, running, I was running against, who had all these big donors who gave to her and was by all accounts, very competitive. Well, all these people who knew her and could speak to her as a teacher and who gave little grassroots donations and gave dollars and believed in her and turned out, even if they couldn't give money and knocked on those doors for her. It was, you know, community that carried her. So I want to hear your story. I want to hear your motivation. I want to know that you're like in it, in it. I want to know what you've done in your community. And then, um, you know, I want to know a little bit about, you know, those networks because it's going to be easier to build a campaign for you if you like have all of those other things. Um, nice. Nice. That's a nice little blueprint of like how to actually get it going and what what you really offer to to someone who would even be considering mm-hmm. such an important move. Now, everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm going to kind of take a step back just a little bit because um, I see the level of passion that you have for what you do in, in this work. You know, there's some people that may say, hey, why do you believe in democracy so much? Like, what what is it as a Black woman that makes you believe so strongly in democracy and the, the fact of Black folks getting more in the political process? What What is it? Like, what is it that that triggers you that way? You know, I was fortunate enough to be raised by two Black people who, we always like on Twitter, you see on social media, like that diaspora wars, and we all understand each other. And, you know, I'll say that that was not the case in my household. You raised by two Black immigrants who very much understood. They came to the U.S. in the 70s, kind of right after the the civil rights movement, sort of that era of the 60s kind of ended, but, you know, they knew the people who'd been through it. Yeah. You know, it's my, my dad had taught at predominantly Black, you know, institutions um, and worked with them. That's what he, that, that's what he personally valued. He could have gone to predominantly white schools. He wanted to focus his career in, in education of, of Black folk. You know, um, my mom wanted to be in healthcare because of maternal health and and, and child health for black black um, women and families. 
And, you know, they were intentional in making sure that I knew the stories of the people in the country in which, you know, I was growing up. I made this country possible to me. Yeah. Okay. Jefferson, all these folks like created the documents that made the United States a thing. (laughs) But the people who really made democracy democracy was, was, I was raised as black people. You know, I watched Roots when I was a kid. Mom made sure I knew what that was, <laughs> knew that story, mm-hmm. you know, knew the journey to making democracy real. It also helped having family that came here because democracy stopped working, who saw what essentially the off the, the consequences of colonialism is. Um, yeah. They came from a place where, you know, white people had run for so long that when the Brits were done, they were like, we out. And then, oh, by the way, all this division we've been sowing between the tribes, we're all going like, to stick you running this government. Good night. Good luck. And of course, nope. you've been told nope. that clan is don't like you for whatever reason and vice versa. Then, Yeah you know, there's going to be some civil wars <laughs> and the whole thought of democracy, even though black people were like, all right, you got your own country and run it. And for a second it happened, but that division, that divide and rule that like, you know, the Brits are very good at um, really sort of ended up like being a consequence of why, you know, so many, so many black nations, you know, so many black nations, so many black and brown nations that suffered colonialism fall apart um, and struggle. And so, understanding that democracy from that experience and that knowledge that democracy is not—it it is very much not a spectator sport. Like you got to be yeah. active in protecting it. So that's that informs my passion for my family's history, but also understanding that the U.S. was built because. Black people got off the sidelines and were like, no, nah, we're going to make this work. <laughs> make right. We got to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, a lot of, <laughs> you don't necessarily correlate. We built, like we made it work because we had to make it work. Like we had mm-hmm. to figure it out. And I think that that's a great narrative and a great story around I would call it more of a U.S. history story around how America became America. And it had a lot to do with us making decisions exactly how you kind of lined it out. Like, we we had to. Yeah. Well, a lot of people who didn't make it in that journey, (laughs) as we know. Yeah. They never, they fought, I remember it was one of the the women I think of, Mary Church Terrell, black suffragette. Her father was... Robert Church, one of the first black millionaires in the South uh, in the late 19th century. And she was a suffragette. She was an educator. She like fought to desegregate schools. I think she died right after the Brown v. Board ruling came out. At least she got to live to see mm. it. Like, some didn't get to live to see it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, right? They were fighting for something they were never going to see. Um, and so I think about that. There was like a footage I remember seeing, gosh, it was a civil rights documentary. It was after the 65 Voting Rights Act. And, you know, Black people were lined up 
don't go cast their vote for the first time into many parts of the South. And there was this old black man that like these like young civil rights workers were like, no, we gonna make sure he goes first because he had been born into slavery and had never been able to vote in his entire life. And they're like, he gonna go first. <laughs> He's waiting mm-hmm. the longest right. for this moment. And I remember right. even thinking about it, like, <laughs> I was like, oh gosh, like my eyes, I'm like, I'm gonna cry. But like, yeah, that's, you know, I mean, and, and even in a global sense, like I remember... And Nelson Mandela, you know, was released from, from prison after having been in prison fighting apartheid. And then when they yeah. finally hold real free elections and the lines, if you look at the footage, you can YouTube it because, yay, YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> like the lines throughout <laughs> the out. countryside of South Africa of Black people just like standing in line. For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Along the edge of the African continent lies an isolated coast where millions of diamonds have been hurled by a volcano into the sea. For centuries, they've been scattered by the waves. Entry to the area is forbidden. 200 miles of coast are guarded by dogs and electric fences. A constant battle is fought against the fierce Atlantic Ocean to harvest the seabed. Giant earth movers shift the beach sand, searching for diamonds. The diamonds that are recovered are excellent. Mervis imports them to D.C., and for three generations has offered them to you. When you're thinking world-class diamonds, visit Mervis Diamond Importers. You'll be impressed at the amazing beauty of our incredible collection. Mervis Diamond Importers. Mervis means more diamonds, much better quality, and the most value. Mervis is the ringleader for the latest engagement rings and wedding bands. Easy financing is available. For an appointment, go to MervisDiamond.com or call 800-HER-LOVE. That's MervisDiamond.com or 800-HER-LOVE. Put a little spring in your step with great savings rates from Andrews Federal Credit Union. From now through March 31st, you'll earn 3.75% APY on your savings when you open our three-month Spring Forward Share Certificate. Start with as little as $1,000 and watch it grow. Open your new share certificate at Andrews Federal and spring forward towards your savings goals. Get started now at andrewsfcu.org. Andrews Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. APY equals annual percentage yield. For eligibility and membership requirements, visit andrewsfcu.org. Because the finally to vote vote for Nelson Mandela, but just yeah. to just just to vote, and I'm like, dear God, wow. So yeah. So what do you what do you think? So what do you think it's going to take to preserve our democracy? In in reference to us as African Americans. Yeah, it's. I hate to be like it's going to take every one of us. <laughs> The whole community. The whole pick hero, figure it out. Like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's like we gotta we gotta figure this out. And I think I I don't wanna say you 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 gotta be the person who runs for office. But sometimes you gotta be the person who runs for office. Everybody's got a role to play. I remember I had a friend who said it so well that I worked with, and it was somebody was saying something about oh, I could never be that person who's, like, in a suit, like, lobbying or whatever, or, like, organizers. And she's like, but if you in that suit, like, fighting for, like, our people, because you could walk in that room, you could talk that talk, and you could, you could, you know, make them ease up a little bit. Okay, she got something to say. She's sharp. She got that JD. Like, 
you know, then that's your role. If you excel at that, we need people like that. If you're that person who's out here in these streets knocking doors, then mm-hmm. you do that. Like, if you're that person who um, can throw together that mutual aid, that person can do what that person can eat. You know, that person who uh, needs help, like, getting to the hospital. Like, because sometimes, you know, it's not even just the act of voting, get turning out your community to vote, donating to candidates. It's also about, you know, helping others in your in your space, in your community to also survive, you know, make it. Um, if somebody's got to tap out, I'm, I'm tired, I'm burnt out, I'm injured, mm-hmm. you know, um, how do you how do you step in? you know, to, yeah. to essentially like help people. So it's, it's how can you help in this moment? Sometimes it's just, I got $5 to give. Okay. That's $5 we didn't have. Right. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the um, contribution. Right. You know, I could give you that one day a month volunteer on that campaign. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, I can get on social media I could share posts. I could type letters to the editor. I could get the good word out. Okay. I could drive people to the poll. Great. Like, it's a, (laughs) it's a whole, it's a community project. And I, I just think about that as I think about the people who came before us and what they, what they did to find their way to contribute. Um, So if you, so I got a couple final questions before we close out. Um, I love the fact that like you're deeply rooted in this. If you had the opportunity, like let's say you had the ear of every single black person in America, what would you tell them right now? It is, I truly do believe it is up to us to continue to make this democracy work. (laughs) Right? And figure out what your part in it is. Right? And I I don't want to say I don't want to put it all on us. But because white, white people have there, white people got their piece to do. <laughs> I'm not saying of we got to go out and I, I want to go out and say go out and evangelize to white people. I'm saying we, it is, it's like Beyonce and me, myself, and I, that song. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is us, right? Let's like all row together. Make sure that we make sure we take care of each other in this fight, in this in this journey. Right? That's I think that's what I would that's what I would say. That the power is in the power is in us. Like and that people want us to think that we are not powerful. Like yes. that is the one thing I think I've learned through my work is like, oh, how often they don't want us to realize our power. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Like when black people realize their power, when we realize our power. And, you know, the powerful are invested in making sure that the people that they don't want to have power don't have it and don't realize they have it, right? And yeah. when we realize we have it, woof, you know, like it's, it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing, right? Um, and I just think yeah, about that with Stacey Abrams. Like, she knew she had the power. That's why we, that's why I think so many people love her. Like, she knew she had the power. And mm-hmm. she built organizations to educate people about the voter suppression process and that they actually had the power. Like, there was polling that yeah. showed that Black people engage more with the political process when they feel that they have power. And black people for the like realize in so many black people in Georgia realize wait I got the power to change this. I yeah. that's why they were turned out in all these numbers. They're like wait, like and that right. scared a lot of people. That scared the Republicans in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And so that's what that's what I would say. Like we have a lot of power, and there are people invested in making sure we don't understand that how powerful that is. We got to like build in our communities that power that we have. Love it. Love it. You've just inspired a generation with that, with that one thought right there. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, you know what, as we we're, we're coming to a close and, and I will tell you, you've dropped a lot of great nuggets um, and a lot of gems for, for folks to really consume. How can our listeners kind of keep in touch with you, stay in contact, follow you. Can you sh- like share our us share with the with the listeners all the ways that they can reach you? Oh yeah. So I'm on uh tw- the Twitters. Uh what exists of it now. Um yeah, so you can follow me there. <laughs> um Atima underscore Omara. Um also on Instagram and uh LinkedIn. And at some point, I'll probably get on uh, Christopher Boozy Spoutable. That's the new, that's the new Black Twitter. <laughs> it's like he created this platform now for Black folks to get on there. If you haven't checked it out, you should. But I've, it's I like it's an interface that's much more, much more friendly um, than a lot of uh, folks that I haven't joined again? on there yet. Spoutable. S P O T I B L E. I, I saw a lot of black folks talking about it because he's the he's the dude on Twitter who his numbers predicting the elections was more accurate than some <laughs> than some others. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, he's a data black guy who's into data, um, but doesn't do political data. He just is into data. He's uh, period. Okay. Yeah, and he was on the he was on the uh, Harry and Meghan documentary because it was his organization that tracked all the bots that were attacking Meghan on um, Mm. social media and found out that there was actually a coordinated bot campaign. So he's like that tech data guy. Um, But you can definitely find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, got a website, Amara Strategy Group um, for my business. Check it out. Uh, You can buy running for office. but also, um, if you have an organization that's looking to turn out voters of color, younger people. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, you know what? I want to thank you again for coming and blessing us with all this info, good insight, good knowledge, and that powerful message to the people. 
Um, and with that, I'm going to close us out. Thank you again, Atima. And while Black, we out. All right. Thank you, Art. For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Along the edge of the African continent lies an isolated coast where millions of diamonds have been hurled by a volcano into the sea. For centuries, they've been scattered by the waves. Entry to the area is forbidden. 200 miles of coast are guarded by dogs and electric fences. A constant battle is fought against the fierce Atlantic Ocean to harvest the seabed. Giant earth movers shift the beach sand, searching for diamonds. The diamonds that are recovered are excellent. Mervis imports them to DC, and for three generations has offered them to you. When you're thinking world-class diamonds, visit Mervis Diamond Importers. You'll be impressed at the amazing beauty of our incredible collection. Mervis Diamond Importers. Mervis means more diamonds, much better quality, and the most value. Mervis is the ringleader for the latest engagement rings and wedding bands. Easy financing is available. For an appointment, go to MervisDiamond.com or call 800-HER-LOVE. That's MervisDiamond.com or 800-HER-LOVE. Put a little spring in your step with great savings rates from Andrews Federal Credit Union. From now through March 31st, you'll earn 3.75% APY on your savings when you open our three-month Spring Forward Share Certificate. Start with as little as $1,000 and watch it grow. Open your new share certificate at Andrews Federal and spring forward towards your savings goals. Get started now at andrewsfcu.org. Andrews Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA, APY equals annual percentage yield. For eligibility and membership requirements, visit andrewsfcu.org. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut-off? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.